Hi, and welcome to Organize, Organizing Life's Daily Demands. My name is Peter Gordon. I am the president of New York Financial Organizers. We're daily money managers. We help people pay their bills, file insurance claims, and do all the non-investment side of personal finance. And um, the point of this podcast is to introduce the views to other professions that help people organize their life's daily demands. And I'm really excited about today's guests. I have Sheila Colt and Dana Reich of Concierge Health. Hi, ladies. How are you doing today? Hi. We're doing well. Thank you. I'm glad to hear it. So, um, you know, we've known each other for a couple of years through through the um, through our business associations. Uh, I like to say that in, in my world, I'm a, a spoke in the wheel. We, our client is the wheel, and then we have other, you know, many professionals who are the spokes that support our clients. So we do the personal finance part, but I love working with healthcare managers like yourself because I know my clients will be in really good hands. So I thought we'd uh, talk about your business, obviously, and uh, maybe you could start with an overview of healthcare management. Thank you so much, Peter. So we're really thrilled to be here. We really appreciate it. So basically, healthcare management, we see ourselves as healthcare administrators who run homes, not hospitals. It's the old hospital at home model where you need it, we bring it to you. Our jobs, we acquire and then manage everyone that is required in a client's home to make them thrive. That could be the home health aides, the physical therapists, the financial professionals, we manage medication, we manage insurance benefits, and again, anything that a healthcare administrator would do running a big hospital like an NYU Medical Center or Mount Sinai, we try to replicate that model and bring it into a client's apartment in New York City or in a client's house or apartment in the suburbs as well. And just to add to what Dana said, New York City is such an amazing place. There is so much in-home care services from um, you know, home visiting nurse practitioners and physicians, concierge and Medicare. We always like to use our, you know, the client's Medicare benefits first. Um, and there's some home visiting podiatrists um, and home x-ray technicians. If somebody has a fall, we can bring in an x-ray technician um, instead of having to go to the hospital, home visiting labs, and also quality of life, like home visiting massage therapists, um, music therapists. So there, there's a lot you know, in the home. Um, concierge Health, we have um, 10 um, people that work for us, one salesperson and nine clinicians. We are uh, a team of nurses and social workers. Um, we service the five boroughs of New York City, um, Westchester, Rockland, and Southern Connecticut, uh, Fairfield County, Connecticut. So we are a uh, robust team. That's great. Um, I like that description of bringing, you know, bringing the services into the home. I started my business or as a result of meeting a healthcare manager, um, you know, so um, I really admire the work you guys do. I'm, I hired one to help my brother, my sister and I hired one to help us with our, our father um, many years ago. And it opened up a whole new world for me, you know, and, you know, as you said, there are all these different services. Why don't you talk about how you collaborate with elder care and other healthcare professionals? Sure. So we always first begin when we see our client to do a very thorough and comprehensive assessment. 
We look at the client's medical diagnosis, the environment, the psychosocial, um, the emotional, the cognitive, and the legal and financial health. So once we have a very good picture of the client, then we make referrals to specialists like, um, like neurologists, psychiatrists, oncologists, orthopedists. We make referrals to elder care lawyers. So we want to make sure that the client's legal affairs are in order, like POA, et cetera. So we do make referrals to lawyers, financial advisors to make sure that um, the client's money is being handled appropriately. So we are a team approach. And since we've been doing this for so long, we really vet our referral sources. Um, we know them well. We trust them dearly. We would refer them to even our own parents. So that's really important to us. And then to piggyback on what Shayla was saying, so we really highly value the entire elder care field, the resources that we have. And we see this as a, an incredibly niche industry. And again, in New York City and the suburbs nor north of New York City, Westchester, Rockland and Fairfield. So we see this elder care community, our fellow professionals, not just as a referral sources back and forth, but we see them as our support system. We see them as an extension of our company, that we're really one giant field, that we turn to each other for great resources to troubleshoot, to work around client problems and solutions. And we find that really is if we work collaboratively with daily money managers, with concierge physicians, with neurologists, with physical therapists, that as a whole, as a field, we provide a much better product and services to our clientele as a whole. Right. And that's a great service for your clients. I, I, I like to say to my clients, and I often say this to prospective clients, you know, I'm an expert in what I do, but you are probably going to need a lot more. And I know those experts and you could come to me and I could be a resource for you. And, and um, it really it, 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 it's a it's a very good selling point, but even better, it provides a wonderful service. Mm -hmm. um, talk to us about some of the areas of expertise that you have. Absolutely. So we specialize in what we call chronic disease management. What we really work on um, primarily, I would say probably to 70 to 80% of our clientele has some level of cognitive impairment. The umbrella term would be called dementia, whether that be the most well-known one, Alzheimer's disease, Lewy body's dementia, um, unfortunately, Parkinsonian dementia. So we specialize in cognitive impairment. We specialize in oncology, stroke patients. Also, we've done quite a bit of work with spinal cord injuries and different movement disorders, Parkinsonian work, um, pretty much everything within the, the neurology perspective as well. And in addition to what we specialize in medically, so a lot of teams, you know, go in and they say, we need someone to come in and be the home healthy. We need a wound care nurse. We need a physical therapist. We're going to take care of everything in the client's home. But what makes us slightly different is most of us also have a background in, in psychotherapy. So we mm -hmm. see this as our clients not only have this awful new diagnosis of stomach cancer, this awful diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease, but this is a very emotional, life-changing time. And we really take our backgrounds as therapists into that home to realize this is going to be a much more comprehensive approach if we see the emotional, the, the really chronic illness and crisis management perspective as well. Oh, that's, that's great. And like David mentioned, yeah, we really do have a very good team of um, clinical 
um, nurses and social workers that have a lot of psychotherapy backgrounds, which does help with um, you know loss of loved ones, depression, isolation, loss of independence, the psychological aspects of aging, um, the loss of the physical capacity to do things like they used to do, um, substance abuse. So we really do have um, a lot of experience with that, more so um, than than other care managers, care managers we think. Um, we also have um, a very good team of nurses and social workers. Um, we can handle very um, complex medical cases. Like I mentioned, we do um, a very thorough assessment and we come up with a very detailed professional care plan treatment plan, um, which is um, a team approach with other professionals that we bring in, um, shift nursing, physicians, we bring in the whole team. Um, so we do handle um, you know, very um, you know, medically complex uh, situations like trachs, et cetera. And we also um, go beyond the medical diagnosis, right? We try to really look at the client's psychological, psychosocial environment. And we really try to get to know our clients at a deeper level, um, knowing who they were in the past and what they are like now and trying to figure out how to improve just overall happiness, life satisfaction, and just quality of life, either by bringing those kind of services to them or, or bringing them to those services. But that's something I think that's super important that we get to focus on the medical, but there's so much else going on from the emotional, the psychosocial, the environment, and just like being happy. Yeah, and you know, for I know for a lot of my clients, I'm sure for a lot of your clients, they're they're at a point in their life where things have changed a great deal, and that the that psychosocial um, support is is really critical. Um, and how do how do you integrate the, your care management within the, working with the families that, of your clients? So, um, so we rarely get solo agers. Lately, we've been getting quite a few, more than usual. But historically, when we get a client, we get the client, the spouse, the son, the daughter, the cousin, the neighbor, the dog, the cat, the bird. So it's a whole entire family. And I think being a good care manager, um, you really have to know family systems and intergenerational communication because each generation they have a unique style of, of communication. Um, the care manager has to serve as an intermediary between different family members during um, hard you know, medical situations and tough decisions and tough topics. And you know, good care manager with family systems um, experience, they, they listen and they try to show empathy and, and they are solution focused and they listen not just with their ears, but, but with their heart, trying to figure out how to look at the whole picture and how to stabilize the situation. Because it's not just about the client, it's the whole system. If the client's fine, the whole system is in disarray, it's not going to be stable. You got to just really work with the, the, the whole environment. And additionally, thank you so much, Sheila, but additionally, so Sheila's talking about how we work with the entire family system and we cover the gamut of diagnosis through end of life care. And I just want to approach that piece mm -hmm. because when a client comes to us, maybe with pancreatic cancer or late stage disease with Alzheimer's, we're really that point person who says, okay, this is the time to withdraw 
significant treatment. We're not going to continue chemotherapy. We're not going to continue aggressive, aggressive treatments. And we need to have these conversations, as Sheila said, with the client, with the family. Maybe their their dearest friends are really their family of choice. Maybe it's their neighbors. Maybe as we dealt with in the pandemic, we had people in Geneva, Switzerland. We had people in Shanghai, China, where we were saying this is the time where we need to discuss what we call palliative care, which we want to make the distinction between palliative care and hospice care. So palliative care is a conversation that we discuss and manage with families. This is comfort measure. This is, we're no longer fighting this pancreatic cancer. We're no longer fighting this dementia. We want this person to be comfortable and enjoy their quality of life for the rest of the life they may have. Could this be more time with their grandchildren? Could this be going to visit their sister in Florida or if they're too sick, having that sister from Florida come to them? And then when we're really at actual end-of-life care, we manage these conversations and lead the care team to say, we're no longer with comfort measures. We need to bring in a hospice team. And what that looks like is we work with Medicare-covered benefits, often visiting Nurse Service of New York, Metropolitan Jewish Geriatric Hospice Services, Calvary, the very well-known New York City-based hospice teams where we're going to bring them in, where the focus is keeping the client comfortable, out of pain, and focusing on quality of life so they can meet with that family member that's in from Florida or in from California and enjoy the time that they have left. And this is really a systems perspective. Yeah. And, you know, it's so important because you offer an, an amazing service to people who who need your help and really don't know where to turn. Uh, I, I've seen it professionally and I've, I've experienced it personally where you're thrown into a situation and you don't have the answers. And so hiring a care manager, um, a healthcare manager, takes such a burden off of these uh, individuals' lives. And it's a wonderful, wonderful service. Um, you know, last thing I wanted to ask you about is, uh, you know, the benefit of care management and preventing rehospitalizations. You you want to talk about that a bit? Sure. Yeah, that's crucial. Um, so with preventing rehospitalizations, I think that really it's about having a good discharge plan in place and follow through post discharge. So hospital workers welcome uh, care managers to help cross their T's and dot their I's because there's so much that goes into a good discharge plan, which means there's so much that can go wrong, right? You have to make sure that the home environment is safe and clean, that the DME equipment is ordered and delivered and set up, medication reconciliation and administration, making sure that the doctor appointments are set up and the specialist, the PCP, and finding out who's gonna be going with them to the doctor and care managers can as you know, do provide doctor escorts. Um, child services, PTOT, home care. There, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. There's a lot that you know can can go can go wrong. And I think that um, the big role of care management is advocacy and making sure that the service providers, when they go to the home, that they are um, that they show up, that they are that things are being done timely. You know, uh, in the hospital. Uh, post-discharge and that they provide the best quality of care that they can provide. It's not just going in and just, you know, doing admin work. It's really doing the clinical work. Okay. Well, thank you, Sheila. So I'm just going to add a little bit to that 
very thorough explanation of how we prevent rehospitalization. So studies show that if a client is going to be rehospitalized, it happens within the first 30 days of discharge. So our job is really intense. We do intensive care management. We bring that client home and our goal is to have every professional in place, every piece of the medical equipment in the home, all of the medication management and the coordinating pharmacy and physicians, everything really taken care of. Because if we, as we spoke about earlier, create this hospital at home system, this model, a client's going to be much happier and thrive within their home. And again, if the home health aide, the physical therapist, the physician that is the internist, the neurologist, the psychiatrist, if we put this entire piece together, starting from the crisis intervention at the ER, if we start either at the ER or see them through a hospitalization, once they get home, our job is to have everything in place. And statistically, if you have a care manager involved and you have everyone working underneath this very close-knit group of professionals, this client's going to stay at home and not wind up bouncing back to the ER within 30 days. And it's not just 30 days. That's really the, the crucial time period, but also the first two to three months. If they don't go back in within the first 30 days, our job is to keep them stable for 30 to 90 days. And generally, when we hit that 90-day point, it's kind of all systems go. It's I'm not going to say it's completely smooth sailing, but if the home health aides, the wound care nurse, the physical therapist, the daily money manager to make sure everything's you know neatly tied up in a bow, um, the lawyers there, the concierge physician, or the Medicare covered geriatrician is kind of overseeing everything. We work beautifully in harmony to keep everyone at home because no one really wants to wind up at that ER at, at midnight on a Tuesday. No, and, and most people want to be at home. That's where they, they you know, that's where they belong. And um, well, this is great. I, this is really uh, a wonderful overview of your profession and your excellent services. You know, as I've, I, um, I mentioned in the very beginning, we do work together. We have a couple of clients and um, I love your care managers and, and the, the attention to detail and um, the contact that I have with them has been fantastic. Thank you. So uh, um, thanks again. Uh, your information uh, will be on uh, the uh, in the notes to the video as well as the podcast. But if, if you want to tell people a, a good way to get in touch with you, that would be great. Absolutely. So our website is conciergehealthny.com. Or if you are our Connecticut clientele, very simple, conciergehealthct.com. Again, conciergehealthny.com, conciergehealthct.com. Um, additionally, our office number is 212-400-8119. Again, Check out the website. That's the easiest way to reach us or give us a call. And we're happy to follow up with anyone. Again, conciergehealthny.com, <laughs> conciergehealthct.com. Best way to find us. That's great. Okay. Thank you, Dana and Sheila. This was wonderful. And uh, so long, everybody. I'll see you at the next video and podcast. Thank, Thank you. you.